Hey, before we get started, I just want to give you guys a heads up. This episode contains some talk of child molestation, sexual assault. There's some graphic talk about it, um, as well as just general child abuse and, and domestic violence. So if any of those topics would make this a hard listen for you, go ahead and skip this one. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Hey guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. This week, I got to talk to Nadia, and we did an Ayanla Fix My Life episode about um, uh, it. It's about Cynthia Bailey. I mean, they pretend like it wasn't, but it's about Cynthia Bailey. That's the only reason that this happened. But we had a great time talking about everything but that. I really like to talk to Nadia because it just feels like I am just chit-chatting with a friend and a lot of times I forget that we're recording. There have been, I, there's a moment where I almost spray Coretta Scott's king. So I'm just letting you know that like, I absolutely forget where the fuck I am when I'm talking to her, but I had such a good time and we got off topic, way off topic, (sighs) but I think you'll enjoy it anyway. So without further ado, here we go. Hey Nadia. Hi, Princess. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I've been listening and thinking, when's Princess calling me to be on the show? <laughs> Listen, if you ever do that, if you're ever listening to something, you're like, why isn't Princess having me on the show? You need to just message me. Okay. Because <laughs> I often forget to have people on the show. Yeah. And I'm actually towards the end of this series. I've only got a few left. Um. Liz is going to be on next week. She messaged me and said, why am I not on the show? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I can't wait for that. So we're going to talk about Nephi and Solo. Oh my God. Why did you give Liz? (laughs) Not you giving the white girl the most. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me and Liz never pass up a chance to talk about Keisha Cole and Frankie and Nephi. So (laughs) we will probably not talk about the show at all. Yes. We'll probably just talk about Frankie. So <laughs> she might be the only white person that understands Frankie and Effie. So true, true. <laughs> and I still have to talk about um Evan Evelyn Lozado. Lozada, because yes. she was the first episode of Fix My Life. Can you believe that? Oh, she was? She was the first episode. She was gonna do an episode about how the basketball wives are ghetto and fight each other on TV and it's making black women look bad, right? Because she was rehabbing her image. And in oh. the middle of filming that, Chad Ochocinco headbutted her. Oh, yes, I remember that. And the wedding that that had gone on for like, felt like eons, the marriage immediately was over. Yes. So it was a two-parter. She was the first episode. And then I obviously got to get to the pop my butt, pop my butt. So yes. Yes, which, I mean, that's a classic episode. I do think Dorothy Dandridge would have liked that song, though. I agree. I know Josephine Baker would have liked that <laughs> Maybe even Harriet. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Like, <laughs> if Josephine Baker was in 2023, she'd be Meg Thee Stallion. Think about that. Yes. Meg, <laughs> we miss you, Meg. Come back to yes, us. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Meg, and come back to us, please. <laughs> I didn't side with Tori. So please don't, don't, don't no. dump me too. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to do that. And I have to like 
figure out who wants to be on the show. Um, now, guys, you guys don't know this, but let's talk about a little behind the, the scenes tea, a little production tea. We were supposed to talk about <laughs> the man with 34 children. Yes. But Discovery Plus, as well as Amazon and every other streaming platform is fucking with me because he was on the show for five episodes, right? Yes. We're only gonna talk about the first three because the other ones were like helping black men become better well, fathers. I don't give a fuck about that. When and I tell you I watched all of those. They were gonna give him a show, remember? <laughs> Why? He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. But guys, the reason we didn't do it is because the first episode is not available. And the first episode is the best episode. Yes, that's when all the baby he gets when has to hold all the babies. That's okay. So you guys know I famously say Ayanla Van Zant is a prop comic. She is carrot top. She is Gallagher. She is out here with her fucking props. Okay, Dave Coulier, all that, and she, her best prop ever, was on the episode with a man with thirty four children claiming that he's taking care of all these children and he can do this. All she pulls out 34 little black babies and forces him to hold them. He's dropping them and getting mad. She's like, uh-uh, get your baby. And she... Yes, she, and, yes. and the baby so dolls sick. remain throughout the whole thing. Like, the the baby mamas are holding the baby dolls. Yeah. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. But again, she needs a prop to demonstrate her point, and that is that it is fucking impossible for you to be a good father to 34 children. It's just not possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And mind you, he says he has several unofficially adopted children. That's another thing, <laughs> Nadia. When you, listen, when you out yeah. here, he's just like putting sperm in his hand, throwing it up in the air and letting it plant where it goes. When you're doing that and also picking up extra children. He's wild. He, he, he puts on his best outfit. He goes to grown folks night at the skate station. Absolutely. And these women. I'll see him there. grown ass <laughs> women in their nice perm hair and their top and their jeans just fall yeah. for it. Some of his baby mamas were friends before this. Yes. That's where you let a penis come in between your friendship. That's where that came from. You penetrate. You let a penis penetrate the friendship, the sisterhood. <laughs> Yeah, it's guys, it's good. But the problem is, and I'm having this issue more and more, is that it's just not available for some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, because there was even parts, other parts of it that weren't available. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, and I hate it. And I hate searching for things on YouTube, and I even tried to find it on YouTube just in case I couldn't. I'm, like, tired. Just everything should be available to stream at all times. That's what it should be. Yes, yes. Yes. It's not going away. Go back to the making the bands and re-fucking master and take that fucking music out of it. And in fact, I don't even need a soundtrack. I don't need any background music on fucking making the band. Just take it out. Just take it out and give me silence in the background. Yeah, because we 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 deserve it, yeah. honestly. We need to. Do you remember? Like, I would love to revisit those episodes with Diddy going when did the white girls learn how to dance yes. white girls out dancing you come on i just want to see Lori and gibson boom cat boom and Lick i that say milk up kitties 
And I say, too much neck, honey. All the time. <laughs> That's me to Chloe Bailey sometimes. That's what I tell her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Love her down, but too much neck, honey. I want Chloe Bailey to win so badly. <sighs> but some somebody I follow who I adore tweeted, like, you can watch the babies grow up. But some, but when they start getting into like, and this is Hallie too, when they start getting into to to thought drama and then <laughs> and and making music with Chris Brown, you sometimes gotta let those motherfuckers go. And I, I am very close, boo boos, very close to letting you two go. I hate to see my baby cousins go down this path. It is very upsetting to me. I love them so fucking. <laughs> I love their hair. I love I love when they do those compilations of um Chloe being very serious and Hallie <laughs> like ruining everything. <laughs> She's like crying and Hallie's like, oh okay. <laughs> Hallie is such a fucking goofball. I can't take it. And her movie's about to come out. Little Mermaid's about to come out. Right. I'll be there. It's yeah. is it March. I don't know when it is, but I will I will be there. I'm going to fucking be there. I suggest all of y'all, I have locks, but the rest of y'all go out and get you some faux locks in, a, in <laughs> that red color and let's show the fuck up. Princess, I should take my little cousin to see it. You should. I need to do that. I'm coming she in probably... mermaid tails. I am so, <laughs> I, I love Hallie. And the fact that she was on a double date with Kashawn and Blueface. <gasps> the way I, this is like, maybe depraved of me but can you imagine Krishan on Alana fix my life um she would fight her <laughs> yes it would not work it would not work it, it wouldn't work it wouldn't work what would be lovely is if on baddies west coast <laughs> if, <laughs> if Ayanla could just come in for one day and like well, talk I mean, to what, <laughs> what is she gonna say to Tommy girl she ain't gonna say nothing to Tommy Tommy might not even show up and if she do show up she's gonna be drunk Okay. Tommy escapes the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, Tommy and Jocelyn come from the same motherfucking cough. These bitches will be wearing booty shorts and 10 inch heels and chase your ass down and slam you on the ground. Like, <laughs> like they'll cut you. <laughs> they are scary. But yes. I just, I think it would be so fun for them to not even know Ayala's coming. And you know, Ayala can be slut shamey. You know how she Yes. Is. Yes. She loves. And they're all dressed like they're dressed, you know, and, and Ayanla shows up in her first lady outfit and, yes, you know, I think she's better than everybody. <laughs> she's going to invoke Coretta Scott King. Oh my God. Coretta goodness. Scott King did not do what she did for <sighs> you all to be up here fighting. <laughs> Babe, Coretta Scott King, you know what? No, don't let me do that. We won't, we won't. Don't we let won't. me do that. <laughs> Don't let me do that. It's Black History Month. Yeah. Don't let me do that. <laughs> Woo! Back it up, princess. Back it up. <laughs> so, that is a national treasure right there. Leave her the fuck alone. And we love her. We love her. I love her, okay? Mm -hmm. I love her. So, so, but what we ended up doing is we ended up doing the episode with Cynthia Bailey. Well, it's Mal Mallory Massey, Mallory Bailey Massey's episode. Sure. But <laughs> I'm sure they only booked her. They were like, but you must bring Cynthia with you. Absolutely. I, okay. So first of all, 
I want to make sure that we talk about which Ayala we got this time, okay? Oh, yes. It depends. So she's still in her kinky, curly. It's not wet and wavy, but it's, <laughs> it's like some kind of like passion twist, lost That's kind it. of situation up in a bun. Yep, up in a bun with the reddish brown. She is wearing a kind of fuchsia, maybe a bright berry mm-hmm. sweater dress with a slit right up the front. Yes. And she's wearing some heeled booties, okay? Yes, and her lipstick matches her outfit. And her lipstick matches her outfit. She's wearing the same shoes that Watson will wear on elementary because Watson loves a fucking booty, okay? Every (laughs) time you see her. She does love a boot. She loves a booty, and it's so weird. Or like a stacked heel. Yes, and like a weird shawl. And I'm like, why they got Lucy Lou looking like the bag lady? But Yeah, and... and (laughs) Where are you going to chase people, Lucy, in that? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't chase people that much. I don't know. Um, And Ayanla is dressed like, how can I explain? She's dressed like your school principal, right? Mm -hmm. But she knows she's going to happy hour today. Oh, she might even have a date. She might even have, she's got that little bangle on her. So... (laughs) You you you'd be walking down the hallway, you'd be like, why is Miss Johnson looking like that? Miss Johnson got somewhere to go after this. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's happy hour. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> all them teachers get drunk as soon as you leave school. As soon as the bell rings, they all go in the back and get drunk anyway. <laughs> so don't forget. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's what we have. Mal Mal Mallory. Can I tell you? Yes. I don't know why. But I always thought Mallory was the ugly sister. <gasps> Princess! I don't know why. If you had asked me before I rewatched this episode, tell me about Cynthia Bailey's sister. I was like, well, you know, it's hard because she's kind of ugly. And Cynthia's so beautiful. And when I watched this, I was like, Princess, what the fuck are you talking about? No, she's pretty. She's just lame. That's what <laughs> it is. Okay, so I, I did meet the Barkers on the Patreon. And mm-hmm. I remember when I went back to rewatch it, I remember thinking Atiana was an ugly kid. I don't know why, but if you had asked me about the bar- Meet the Barkers before I rewatched it, I was like, Atiana is, well, it's hard because they got that ugly kid. And I went back, rewatched it. Atiana's obviously not ugly. She has a unibrow and is often dirty. That's what's going on. Shayna <laughs> doesn't take care of her. That's what's going on. And so... I just want to say, we need to investigate my memories, guys. Don't let me get started and tell you about somebody who I haven't seen on TV in 15 years. Because yeah. I don't remember what they look like. Oh my gosh, princess. I get why you would get that vibe because, and this is this is really telling you how low energy the rest of the Bailey girls mm-hmm. are. Like Cynthia is like a shining star next to them. Like, yes. And it's very odd. The best thing they ever did in their life was hide the marriage certificate. I mean, the marriage license. That's the best thing they ever did. Oh my God. Do you think we should give it to her? (laughs) (laughs) The truth is, they didn't even hide it. They just, they just hesitated before giving it to her. (laughs) Yes. In their Peter quiet way. Man. Yeah, he was oh, pissed. Peter. <laughs> but the truth is, I wonder in hindsight if Cynthia's like, okay, they were right. I mean, 
I don't think Cynthia would say that because um, she married that other man and now they're getting a divorce. So she hasn't learned. They're already divorced. It was quick. Of course. I could tell by his head shape. It wasn't going to last. Okay, Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) When Kiki said that about fucking about Lenny on Roswell's of Miami, when they were like, well, did you think Lenny could ever do this? She says, yes, yes. Because of his head shape. <laughs> a man like that could do <laughs> There's certain men, look at the head, and that tells you everything you need to know. Well, we didn't even look at his head shape. How about the fact that he'd been <laughs> married several times, cheated on a bunch of people, and wrote a book about how bad of a man he was? <laughs> the, I'm going to write a book of it all. No, that's that would embarrass me as a woman if my man said that to me. <laughs> Honestly, swear to God, Cynthia only married that man so she could be chill. That's the only reason. Because <laughs> she's corny as fuck. She liked the hashtag. She loves one. Now, as a corny African-American, <laughs> I too <laughs> love a hashtag and a pun. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm not going to marry a man I barely know who has a history of cheating and being a bad partner so that I can get a good hashtag. I'm not doing that. I hope she didn't give up Lake Bailey. I hope so too. Um, you know, the thing about Cynthia is Cynthia is an excellent housewife as long as you keep her as friend of. Yes. Don't let me go home with her. Group scenes only. Let her bring Leon. Oh, please. You know. Ain't nobody coming to see she, you, Otis. And why did she marry Leon? She, I don't get that. But probably because he cheats. Look at him. <laughs> you tell me that man don't cheat. <laughs> Look at him. He does give cheat. He cheats. He's at jazz night cheating. <laughs> yeah, he's at jazz night cheating. And guess what? All the nineties bitches remember him. Believe me, he walks in there like it's Leon. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have to look far to cheat, okay? Yeah. He's yeah. fulfilling a lot of young, older women's young woman dream, okay? Good for them. Yeah, good for them. I mean, <laughs> at least now they can say they fuck Leon. But <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a cheater, and that's probably what happened. I yeah. mean, and I have to say this. Gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this on the main. I remember when Cynthia first got on this ep- on this show, and she brought Noelle out, and I was like, Leon does not look good as a girl. And <gasps> that's the truth. That's the truth. That's what I thought. Okay. But she was also like 11 years old. Okay. She was in an awkward stage. Two years later, I was like, all right, Princess, you were wrong. Cause she is such a cute girl and she seems yes. fun. Yes. She wasn't on the show. She said, no, I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. I wonder. I was like, mm. was she too busy modeling sunglasses? What was she doing? I think she had a. I think she looked at her mom and her aunt and said, "I'm not going on there with my sad cousin." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you, you have Madison to say didn't, no. Uh, mouse child didn't have a choice, right? Yeah, she didn't have a choice. <laughs> Maybe, but they all sat quietly and looked at each other, and she's like, "I guess I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> but um, Cynthia is an excellent housewife as long as I don't have to go home with her. As long as you don't make me follow her storylines, which are mostly made up. 
And yes. just she's great in group scenes. She's great to bounce off of. She's great, like to have someone talk to and tell what happened at the party the night before. That's what yeah. she's really good at. Yes. She's she's more grounded than many housewives are. Well, I mean, not always. What about that friendship contract? Well, oh my God, why did you have to bring up the friendship contract? She bur- she did burn it though. It was it was the most cringe moment. Okay, I had never seen a housewife debase themselves like that. Well, that's the beauty of Cynthia. <laughs> How about that time that she had us? Watching her rub on Peter while he was oh, naked. She she brought us there. God. Yeah. Where the hell did she even find Peter? I listen, where do we all find Peter? In the back alley behind a sports bar, <sighs> dealing coke. Like that's where we all find Peter. <laughs> now, remember Peter had like seven or eight kids yes and the first so cynthia's first season on the show was also phaedra's first season on the show and phaedra said oh i can't be with a man that had that many kids because i need me a clean man and cynthia in the confessional because she'll never say shit in person in the confessional said your man just got out of prison something like it would take a lot of showers showers yes the idea of referring to Apollo as clean is nuts. Girl. And like, that- I don't know who Phaedra thinks she was fooling. I, I've been on this earth a, for a little while and I've seen a lot of things. Like, I knew I knew what was going on with Apollo the moment I saw him. Obviously. And yeah. obvi- like, Phaedra showed up. This is why people need to stop being like, I can't believe Phaedra did all this. Girl, Phaedra showed up on her first season Claiming she didn't know when her baby was due. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling us that she's just trying to do her best because Apollo was raised by a white woman. So he don't know anything about eating food. He eats canned foods. Canned food. He hasn't had any fresh food. Girl, <laughs> like, I, I remember watching that in real time and being like, Bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's not even a stereotype. What the fuck are you talking about? She Remember that pickle? Yes. Okay. Mm. She's sucking she's a, on a fucking pickle. She's a true like freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, so in like, every sense of the word. <laughs> every sense of the word. Every fucking sense of the word. And in our second season, apparently, she like, I don't know, uh, butt dialed and left a message talking shit about Cynthia, um, coming oh, to the yes. christening or whatever. Yeah. As Cynthia's trying to confront her in her little way. Cause you know she don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. Phaedra just like starts talking about a mosquito on her boobs and wants to eat the chocolate and just laughing in the air. Like she is just like not in the conversation with Cynthia. Yes, with her little gap. I remember that scene. Oh, gap. So like, I, I just, I just went on a tangent about Phaedra. I really feel like. Cynthia gave us a couple of good things at the beginning. And that's because Peter, honestly, Peter was her assistant. Yes. He was star Peter drama. Was a great housewife. He was great at it. Um, Nini calling him a bitch <laughs> was prime fucking TV. And the way that they, Cynthia just was like, took it. 
Like that in that moment. Everybody was clowning her. And to me, guys, I miss Nini. I'm just gonna let that go. I just miss Nini. When me Nini too. Nini reminds me of my mom so much about my mom, both good and bad. And but when Nini was on the Breakfast Club and they were talking about how there are stars on the housewives, and she goes, You think they're stars, huh? And they and and she and they go, Yeah, she's like, uh. And then just part that is so Nini's so fucking good in, in situations like that. Yeah. Just the pause, the 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 quick. She's so fucking good. I miss I miss Nini in her prime. I don't miss Nini towards the end, but I miss Nini. Yes. I love the scene like in maybe the first or second season with Tardy for the party. And she's like, we're all gonna buy it to Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Like <laughs> I have fond Welcome memories. You know what? I need to go back and do this episode. I have fond memories of her on the bus trying to free Sweetie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am not your slave. And, and Sweetie did not, not want to be freed. So <laughs> Poor Sweetie. It needed to be said. I'm sorry. And the next season, she showed, Sweetie shows up on screen with like bright red lipstick. And I remember being on Twitter at the time. This is, I don't really miss Twitter, okay? They're, 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 we don't have like, there are no other text-based social media. Like everything else, you got to make a video. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I was on Twitter. Atlanta was on. Sweetie's first scene in the new season. And somebody tweeted, Sweetie is dressing like she just got her freedom papers. And oh, it took me. My God. I have never fucking forgot. He <laughs> talked to Sweetie like, literally a dog i know like, oh, i really need to go back and do that episode that fight in that bus with oh candy being based i think it was candy's first season yeah, yeah it was. well they were on tour is that the one where they're on tour they might have been on tour yeah so you it might see, be candy's second season season you see nini's song yeah oh you oh. know what <laughs> this is after i've got trump checks this is after that yeah because in miami Nini is acting like she's gonna buy a house in Miami. And Candy was like, mm. You're not gonna really buy a house. She's in a like, little crickety way. She's like, What about <laughs> HOA fees? What about like <laughs> this? Is Nini's like, I'm very fabulous. I'm very rich. Yeah, I'm a rich bitch. Bitch, I'm a rich bitch. Yeah, and take that a, to the bank. Yeah. I think I really need to go back and revisit that season. Maybe I'll do something for the podcast. But as far as Cynthia. I hate that Cynthia limped out because I would say she is God tier friendship material. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not man cast. Friend, friend. Right. Excellent at it. Knows her place, all that. But I only know later when Mal is like, ever since the show started, my life has been worse. Cause then people only know me as Cynthia's sister. I was like, Mal, were you on that show that much? Do you how much do you remember Mal being on the show? I only remember the wedding. She would come up and she would lean on the kitchen island and she would kind of I mean, and that's what she and she would kind of just look at Cynthia. <laughs> like beyond like almost thinking about maybe hiding the marriage certificate. <laughs> you know, blinking your mister. She wasn't she never went on the trips. Yeah. So what is she talking about? Of course was more. And she was overseas a lot because um, he, Chris Massey, who I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's her, that's her ex. 
Yes. He was playing overseas in France. How much money do they... They don't make that much money when mm. they play overseas, do they? It really depends. It really depends. Um, the women make way more money when they play overseas, right. which is how we almost lost Britney fucking Griner. Yes. Um, like she was, she she had to, she was making millions to do that. But I think, but because the the money the men make in the NBA is so much, I think it's just like it just seems like paltry, right? Com- comparatively, yeah. But. I mean, well, okay. So the reason they come miles on the show is because her and Chris Massey have broken up after 12 years of marriage. And when they got married, he was 29. She was 37. Yes. I didn't think that was going to work, period. She had an 11-year-old child. She thought she could change him. It never happened. They got married two and a half months after they knew each other. Another family was invited. And Cynthia says because they knew we would disapprove and I agree. Yeah. They got into a fight five months before this show and he just will not return a phone call. Which I have some questions about that. Like he didn't come get his stuff. Yeah. He didn't come get his stuff. He really got on the plane like Gilbert Arenas and was just like, I live in Florida now and just on a new thing. Like what the fuck? And I want to know what happened in that fight. Me too. What did she say? She probably. Or what did he bitch. say? <laughs> well, he said bye. And she. she <laughs> I mean, for you just to leave your home, like you all are married. Like I have been in situations dating, you know, where somebody has ghosted me, but it's me and that person have no financial connection to each other or anything. Yeah. So how can you just pick up and leave from like, is your house, is your name not on the house? Like, I don't I know. I have no clue. But she's so she's filed for divorce. What I don't, what I think happened is that Mal went on this show thinking Chris was going to go on there with her. Yes. And he obviously just didn't show up. Yes. Which is even sadder. Not only, like, girl, he was so ready to leave you that day. He just never spoke to you again. Yes. He didn't care. I guess, I guess that's how sick of it he was that yeah. he was like I don't even you know and then he which stood is, you up yeah. on Ion La Fix My Life yeah I mean which is also very shitty like you're too old you can't it's it's not good to just blow up your life like that when you're married I can't do that I have no idea but this is why Ayan La keeps saying he's not here he's not <laughs> here and the only thing she can say about him is well, he was very gorgeous and he made me laugh. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, you can't move like that when you have an 11 year old kid. And I'm not even going to say daughter. Mm-hmm. Like when you have children, you really can't just meet a hot young guy and go get married. That's not. And he wasn't that hot. She was being yeah. very foolish. <laughs> I did Google him and I did. Someone was like, he's a cutie. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I, you know, he's not ugly, but I don't know that I rushed to marry that guy in two and a half months. No, no, and but they they kind of set it up like Mallory is maybe with men for money. Girl, they call Mallory 
a gold digger like five times in this episode. And the first time they called, she called her a gold digger. Uh, Cynthia went up like she had been waiting for somebody to see it. <laughs> Mallory gives me the vibes, and I feel this way about Ashley Darby. Mm. Um, she don't want no bills in her name. Like she gives me that vibe. It's not so much that she's a gold digger. She does not want to, like, she has no interest in getting, going into her purse and pulling out any money. Like, I agree. And, you know, these women that are like, I don't know what we pay, Lisa. I don't know where, I don't know where the bank account is, like, what bank it's with. Like, I admire their ability to not think about things because, baby, that's my worst nightmare. I I am always on the lookout for danger. And <laughs> it sounds dangerous to me that someone with a penis mm-hmm. is in charge of my finances because as we know, penises do what the fuck they want. I mean, you've got to be looking at the bank statements. You've got to open the mail. Like yeah. you need to be crunching the numbers in your life. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a fuck you fund? We're, yeah. We're, you got to scroll it away like Shawnee O'Neill did. Shawnee. Shawnee really bounced back. And <laughs> she and Shaq still like to flirt with each other. Really? I've never like seen them together. Oh, he still shows up to like, because they got on them fucking kids. I think she has yeah. one kid before him and then like they got four after yeah. that. They're all like giant. Girl, those babies. <laughs> How did Shawnee even get them out of her body? I don't know. Yeah. But like, her her undercarriage is all messed up. I just know that. But um, like they, uh, she he will show up to dinners and stuff, and they will be they will be giggling together and flirting and stuff because they still co-parent kids of co-parent quote unquote. Basically, right. he signs checks. But um, yeah, like Shawnee O'Neal really had one of the best NBA basketball wife breakups. Yeah. Ever. Yes. And Shaq was definitely fucking everybody. Which is, I mean, thank God for basketball, I guess. Thank God for basketball. <laughs> I saw someone tweet that, like, because Sha- Shaq's in all these fucking commercials and doing things. Mm-hmm. Shaq is essentially like, uh, he he finished the game mode and now he's doing all the side quests. Mm-hmm. Like he's just showing up somewhere being a sheriff for a little while. He's just I saw like, that. I had questions. He, he just he ain't got nothing to do. He's got a lot of money and plenty of yeah. time too. I mean, he's talked about how he's like sad and lonely. Yeah. So I mean, does you stop cheating on people, Shaq? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, when you've got that many kids, there's always something to do. So I mean, well, don't get me started. I mean, he's not gonna be pl- he's not gonna be parenting nothing, girl. Come on. <laughs> but do you remember when he was dating hoops? Yeah. Girl, every time you saw a picture of them, it's Shaq, 11 billion feet tall, and Hoops, who's like, seems to be like 5'2". Who was the girl that dated one of, from Flavor of Love, that dated one of the exonerated five? Oh. It wasn't Hoops, it was Delicious. Yeah. Delicious, Delicious's niece just got killed in that fucking shooting. What? In Michigan? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, damn, delicious. Isn't the, weren't those scars she had from being shot? 
I don't know. I don't know too much about Delicious's background. I just remember her like. You just remember she had a fat ass. Go ahead. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the name her mama gave her. I just I don't delicious. even. I don't even. Is she still going by it? <laughs> Why do we need to learn her name when she's still calling herself delicious? She has a new face, though. Oh, girl, she got a whole new like some they they popped her head off like a Lego minifigure and put another one on. <laughs> she's got a whole... like, who the hell is that? I I would pay money for someone to go to wherever Flavor Flav is right now and show him a picture. Oh, that woman and ask him if he's ever he was he's like i did flavor of love i don't know what <laughs> he, you're talking about he probably wouldn't recognize her if he if you showed her her old face you'd be like i know you don't remember she won he's like nah, man. no man <laughs> like who is that i mean imagine trying to find flavor fave like where is he apparently he was at the grammys because of the no. The thing, oh, the hip hop, the hip hop thing, right? The hip hop thing, and he took a picture of Beyonce, and somebody tweeted that Flavor Flav in Hottie. Remember, oh my God. Yes. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Oh my God, sweetie Beyonce, I am so sorry. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking? Oh, oh, we're talking oh. about. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that he made a lot of money, but. I I'm sure the money was better than yeah. you know what what he would have made like if all you've ever done like these these like elite athletes have been doing their sport since probably middle school but at least high school and doing nothing but that. Yes, it, it kind of makes me depressed to think about like you being the best volleyball player in college and then what do you do after that? I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I'm flipping through the channels, they're doing like a pro volleyball thing. They're on a beach. I don't, I how am I supposed to take a sport seriously that happens on a a beach in a bikini? Yeah. What? What? Okay. I, I'm yeah. sure they don't make any money. You know now. You know what I'm thinking of now. I'm thinking about Monica from Love and Basketball working in that bank. Oh my god, with her little shoes. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? That was a good job. And Quincy was really rude for making fun of her because of that. Quincy was really rude. Quincy was rude throughout the whole fucking movie, by the way. At least she was trying to do something, you know? Yeah, and her dad worked at that bank for all that time, so he had some pull. I and honestly she... don't think Love and Basketball is a love story. No, it's it's about a man torturing you. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that you get up to, like, he's dating Tyra Banks. At her best, okay? Yes. And you get the courage to go over there and say you love him and you're going to play him for the game. And this motherfucker starts dunking. He starts like flying through the air like Jordan to beat your ass. She should have threw that damn basketball at his head. Oh my God, I should do that for the podcast. I really should because I would love to talk about it. Gabrielle Union's in it. Yes. I want to talk about why Sanan Lathan beat uh bit beyonce yes oh alfrey woodard slaps the shit out of her in that movie oh she did, she did. <laughs> yes remember when she came back for she's like that's what they're doing in italy cussing their mamas <laughs> <laughs> that was such a mom thing to say. yes and like i you know you sh probably shouldn't slap your children in the face but i i i, I saw where she was coming from <laughs> I, you know listen monica 
had a mouse. Okay. Actually, I don't know if I wanted to date Monica either because <laughs> she was very, she was very um tunnel visioned, you yeah. know, but it, it had Dennis Haybert in it. That's a good fucking movie. It's just not a love story. No, it's very upsetting. Oh, and then Maxwell's woman's work is playing while he's whooping her ass in basketball. <laughs> this woman's work for real. No, no, it's Michelle N- N- Digia Cellos. You made a fool of me. <laughs> oh, playing. that's right. This woman's work plays when they have sex for the first time. That scene was very important to a young Nadia. <laughs> <So> I remember. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my god, it was really. This is, I, I need to talk about that movie. But like, so when I think of like Chris Massey, I don't even know if he's still playing. I and what happens after your career? Anybody, any elite athlete's career. I think of Monica in that bank having mm-hmm. to be like, okay, so now what? Yes, I dedicated my whole life to this. Um, what I find interesting about Mal is that when Ayala is asking her why she's there. Of course, she's not saying, well, me and Chris were going to work it out. She's like, well, me and Chris have a few problems, you know, but I feel like we could do blah, 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 blah. And then she tells Ayala she filed for divorce. And Ayala says, well, the the marriage is over. Yes. Like, you filed for a divorce, yet you want to work it out? Why would you? This man just got up and and is according to you, not even talking to his stepdaughter, like he won't talk to you, like. That's hard because Madison describes him, that is her father. Yeah, which I was like, are they not talking? Because she seems very pro. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's not telling you they're talking because. I I was wondering that. (laughs) Yeah, she describes Chris as someone who like, who comes on, takes on a child. She says that he paid for her college education. Mm-hmm. Like he bought cars. He did like, I, and I'm assuming her father's not in the picture because, so these things really meant something to her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I And the daughter seems to blame Mal. I think, I think Mal in an argument is a love terrorist. And I recognize her because I'm a love terrorist too. Right. And that I will blow this whole relationship over a piece of cheese. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to take you and me out. I am strapped right now, baby. And I have decided we're going to meet our maker. That's what I feel like. And I feel like because Madison's dancing around it. Yeah. Cynthia's dancing around it. I think that she's one of those people that you get into a fight with her. And everything's on the table. Now is a good time to tell to to tell you about how I think your mother's ugly, and I always did. And now, now that you have parked in my parking space, is a good time to bring it up because, like, like over a small thing and like nuclear everything. Yeah. Because doesn't that make sense with someone like leaving and just being like, I'm never showing back up here right. again she it must be something it's like you can't come back from it kind of vibes oh. but she doesn't think it's that big of a deal i think so she calms down right so she mm-hmm. blows up she does wild shit like she chases you out to the driveway with a fucking golf club she, then she calms down and she's like what are you mad about that still that's what it is yeah 
That's what it is. You know what? This is what Tyler Perry uh based that character on acrimony after, right? The- I will find Tyler Perry and I will make him pay for his crimes against me personally. When I catch Tyler Perry, that they're really so bad in a bad in like a good like <laughs> like I cannot tell you how much that movie pissed me off. <laughs> When she can't have kids anymore because she got into because she rammed a jeep into a trailer. Yeah, yeah. She said they busted her. Uh, her ovaries exploded. And I said, I don't think that's how ovaries work. I don't think okay. so either. But <laughs> I, I feel bad because I just feel like somebody's about to message us and be like, my ovaries exploded in a car accident, <laughs> and this is insensitive. We have yeah. a march on Thursday for ovaries exploding, <laughs> and you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking. But like, I would bet. All the money in my bank account that Tyler Perry does not know how women's reproduction systems work. I mean, yeah. Even though he's supposedly straight, fine. He's fucking sure. straight. Sure. We're but going with that. Even straight men don't know how the shit works. Yes. Yes. He just needed, he needs to, he's got to really go to therapy and deal with his like issues with black women because he, he's like, I will take this black woman down to the pits of hell yeah. and the best she can get is like a man that has a union job and she better be happy for that and like a lace front corn rolls that's the best she's that's gonna the get best. that's the best she can get and she better be happy <laughs> i want who whatever black woman wrong tyler perry to fucking apologize to her and i want whatever black woman told Donald Glover he wasn't cute that one time in the seventh grade to apologize oh. to him so we could stop hearing about it. He's someone else that will, I like his a lot of his work, but he is someone that will pay for his crimes. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm so tired of him talking about how people don't like black nerds and black women don't like him and this, this, and this. But it's like, you're very rich and famous and good looking. If you wanted to fuck Tasha, you can. Yeah. And also, you don't want to. So just like, so just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, why do you have to have a meeting about why you don't, why you're not attracted to black women? Anybody that doesn't want to fuck me, I don't care. Truly. I, I don't like, at least, at least Donald Glover is not doing whole movies <laughs> that are just like how to punish a black woman. Yes. At least he's not doing that. Yes. And and Tyler Perry, like Cicely Tyson was in a fall from grace and like God rest her soul. I know that she loved him. I read her book, but what he did to that woman is unforgivable. What he did to Cicely Tyson in that wig he put her in. Well, the only person with a good wig on set is always Tyler Perry. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But he claims to love Cicely Tyson. Why would he do her like that? Because, you know, we hurt the ones we love. And I think (laughs) (laughs) I just want Tyler Perry's black mama to apologize, to do whatever the fuck she got to (laughs) do so we can stop. But this but acrimony is based on Miles Lane. I think she's a person that blows the fuck up, crosses boundaries, does wild shit, calms down. And then when she's done with that, she's like, "Hmm, "Okay, why are you still mad? Because of the way she's acting with this. Um, Ayala says something about Mal 
to the daughter that I thought was really good. She says, mm-hmm. if you if you do it anyway, you do it everywhere. Yes. That's interesting because that's from those people that will be like, oh, I only act this. I only, you know, act out of pocket with this one person. Like, no. Eh. No, you probably do it more often than than maybe you act. Maybe this is the one whose trailer you ram a jeep into and right. knock it down a, a hill. But this isn't like you probably are not great to be around, right? Yeah. But Madison, I you know what Madison also said she, everything she knows about her mother is very superficial. So yes. I had a feeling. Do you think? Because I remember. The few times I saw Cynthia, I mean, I saw Mal on Real Housewives of Atlanta. They did mention that she's overseas a lot with her husband. Yeah, I think, I wonder if Madison spent a lot of time at grandma's house. I think grandma raised Madison. Yeah. I think, like, when when they're back in town, she goes back to, with her mom, but they're not back in town that often. And yeah. so she might like Chris a lot, but I think she, I think she's with grandma a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because if I mean, from what we've seen, Cynthia and Noel seem very close. Yeah, they do. So they, I mean, what she said about her mom was very like, "Do you know this lady like, <laughs> at all?" <laughs> Remember when um, Noel asked Cynthia, "Did she have low self esteem or something?" <laughs> that was the day where she ate her up, and it was like, "Yes, baby, she does." <laughs> She's like, uh, why are you letting Peter do do you have low self-esteem? Steve, is that what's going on here? That's who really needed to come to the couch with Cynthia Bailey. We didn't get a yeah. chance to get on I her think she that was day. Like 15, too, when that happened. <laughs> That's sad. Um, so all off the bat, guys, in this rewatch, I am realizing, not realizing, because I knew this, but it's more, it's evident more than ever how much Ayanla really goes hard on women. She goes hard yes. on men too, but she's like, you're controlling. You're, um, you're, you're the problem in the relationship. All you do is talk about him. You never talk about yourself. Um, you're talking about potential. You don't she know who you are. Gold digger. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you have things and you do things, but you are no one. Like that. Yeah, that's when she got that those prop buckets and had her. Yeah, it was doing, being, and having like what you have, and Honestly, she did that. It make much sense? I didn't really get what she was doing with that. I think that she was trying to say that Mal has an emphasis on material things as opposed to who she is, right? And but I think we could have also said that in a sentence at the beginning of the show. Yes. She didn't need to put stuff in buckets. I don't know. She just loves it. She loves a fucking prop. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you about this. Barbara, the mother. Have you ever seen a person in their life more should be named Barbara than Barbara? Barbara is so Barbara. She's Barbara Ann. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when she goes like, well, my daddy would whoop us if we didn't pick enough cotton. Like, great. <laughs> when she said her siblings would call her ugly and crippled I almost screamed I was like what it's such you know we there we we all know a lot of nasty words 
But yeah. cripple's like low on the list, but it's also if someone yells cripple at you, it seems more hurtful because it's like, you know what? It's like getting stabbed with a dull knife as opposed to a sharp one. <laughs> like yes. And it's your and it's your siblings. Yeah. And like, I don't know. But there's parts of her I sympathize with because my grandmother is like, I would say around her age. And my grandma used to pick strawberries in a strawberry field. Mm-hmm. So I get that kind of like old school quiet serious black lady vibes but she had a twinge of sadness that was kind of hard to deal with for me it was upsetting yeah my grandfather grew up picking cotton um on like a sharecropping farm and my mother said in the summers she would go back to her grandparents house in north carolina and she would have to pick cotton and i was like and you did it and she's like yeah, because they beat you if you didn't. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think my grandma had to. Maybe she did pick cotton, but I know she definitely picked strawberries so she had money to go to the fair, which is the most old-timey sad oh! thing you've ever heard. <laughs> and, like, I'd be a kid, and she'd be like, yep, and I would pick strawberries so I'd have money to go to the fair. And I was like, oh okay. God, like you pick some strawberries and they give you a five dollar bill and they basically gave you the mortgage on a house. Uh, <laughs> out of five dollars, fifty cents. Like I think they were handing her a quarter and telling her to push it. Oh, she get her quarter and go down to the fair. She probably bought like a whole roast chicken for that quarter. Yes, she's like, anyway, here's your moon pie. Love you, I'm like girl. What is going on? <laughs> so Barbara grew up being abused, seeing her mm-hmm. mother be abused. She has been in multiple abusive marriages because she said her marriages were abusive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ayanna loves... I mean, listen, I'm not saying Ayanna was wrong. I will say when she's wrong, but I don't think she's wrong in, like, pointing out that you teach your children something. It's not about fault. She even says that. It's about what they saw and what they learned and and how they how how that manifested in her life now right yes she does kind of I don't want to say she victim blames but especially when it comes to women she's kind of like why would you choose to do this yeah yeah which Um, to me it's very obvious to me it's very obvious why she ended up in that situation me too I'd like it's quite obvious because like, women weren't allowed to have bank accounts in the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the hell was she supposed to do? Yeah, and they beating her at home, too, and calling her a cripple. Yeah. So, like, I don't... She said she got married when she was 17. Yeah, and I would like to know how old that man was. Girl, my friend recently, because we were talking about something, and she's like, Princess, you gotta understand. My family, like, a lot of stuff goes on. My grandma was 15 when she got married. My grandfather was 30. And I was like, oh excuse me? <laughs> That's like a Toni Morrison novel. Girl, and this person is 25 years old. <laughs> okay? So her grandmother might be my mom's age. So like, <laughs> That's bad, She's baby. 25. That, you know what? I sympathize with that because you really got to have a grandma that's been around for some decades. And when you don't have that, <laughs> the children are lost. Ugh. <sighs> So, like, Ayanla says that about, like, learning and, oh, you know what I was going to say? 
Ayanla's softest episode. I think her worst episode is the one with the kidnapped at birth lady girl, right? Yeah, that was bad. I I felt like Ayanla grinning and being so calm while she purposely made that girl who's been abandoned over and over again. Yeah. Like she purposely did that. And sure, the girl was wild, but you had backed her up into the corner like a wild animal. Her quote unquote mother is in prison for 20 years. (laughs) Her biological mother and her don't get along. Like, and you just like, so I think that's her worst I think the kindest she's ever been is the three part episode with the seven brothers oh yeah I'm not doing that one it's too it's too much it's It's too too much like them sleeping in an abandoned car yes and they had the sister the sister grandma grandma. that was a rough one and she thought she was the one that missed out Yeah, and they're like didn't you have electricity like, can you have food yeah. and clothes? And she and was she like, when was... I was alone. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are so close. Yeah, we were close. We were laying on top of each other in an abandoned car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where there is a meme where she goes like, is that what you would like? Yeah. Well, you're never going to get it. Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> this girl, she's like, do you want a mommy? Do you... That's what you want? Well, she can't give it to you. <laughs> yeah because their mom is there and there's another episode i thought she did very well in terms of handling what happened it's the one where they were raised by monsters and the the people would force them to uh perform sexual acts on each other they oh were like, yeah I, I could not watch that i was like this is too much it's like a two-parter too and i only watched the first part yeah it was you- very graphic it was yeah. Like, people were being beaten all the time, bleach thrown in their eyes. Like, it was a lot of shit happening in those episodes. Yes, and, and they were very, like, un- like they were uncomfortable. Yeah, and those people were, like, fucked up. Yeah. and But I thought Ayanla was good at comforting them. Um, And this, you know what, let's talk about this. So, <laughs> when Ayanla meets with alone with Cynthia and Mal. And I know we're jumping mm-hmm. around. When she meets alone with Cynthia and Mal, Mal starts crying. Okay. First, Ayanna asks if she can touch her, which is new because you have been <laughs> pressing people to your mammy titties without question, without <laughs> permission. Um, yes. I have been very uncomfortable. I, t- I said last week, guys, I felt incredibly fucking uncomfortable when she led that girl in that room and kind of flopped on the bed and started grabbing her. I was like, I don't like the way this looks. That is, yes. I know she's 19, but she seems like a little girl to me. And I really like, why do you have your hands on her like that? And so, but today she asked Mal, can she touch her? Mm-hmm. Then she starts pressing on her chest. She like, loves to do that. Like slow motion CPR. <laughs> and they end up rocking together. <laughs> what is she doing what is she doing she fancies herself like an energy worker and i said that in quotes oh. she's always like does it have sound give it sound what does it look like what does it feel like and she's always grabbing on your chest going yeah 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 <laughs> like <laughs> it would be so fucking uncomfortable i'm like please stop jiggling me please and stop. then she'll be like princess i'm an energy worker okay this is what i do this is my ministry you called me here princess 
I'm not gonna fight you for your healing. Because <laughs> I already, I'm already healed. <laughs> the epic, yeah. Oh, did she laugh? She loves to lean her head back and laugh in the air. That's what she did. All the one with like the guy with all the kids. He like leaves, and she's like, "Don't follow him. Don't follow him." Because guess what? I know who I sleep with. <laughs> She, she loves to do that. <laughs> she loves to do shit like that. There was an episode once. I don't know if you remember this, but you've watched these shows a billion times, just like I have. Where they were like, "We're a mother daughter feuding, and we don't know why." And then, like twenty minutes in the episode, you realize they're sleeping with the same person, the same oh, woman. It, say, yes, yes, that mama. Yes, God, yeah, that episode so was the, wild. It's the daughter's ex that the mama is sleeping with now. Yes, and they have to keep bleeping out everybody's name. Yeah, they got because yeah, there's a lot of things they have to bleep out. But I was like, why are you wasting my time? Why would you go 20 minutes into this episode when the obvious problem is y'all fucking the same person? Well, the mama was like, is that the issue? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember that. Like, I know. Uh, the mom did not want to admit to being with women that's what it was yeah yeah but she definitely fucked her her daughter's ex-girlfriend so you were with women you were with you really like women if you did that (laughs) there's no more hiding it yeah you did it on purpose you did it you did it off (laughs) yeah that that episode was really good I, i remember Ayanna slamming her hands on the tables a lot in that one. Yes, it was a row- these women were rowdy. I remember that. And Ayanna was adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, they were rowdy. They were going to fight. But like, I find, I keep saying this, I find Ayanna so entertaining. I don't know if I find her effective. No. But she seems like a demon sprite sent to like, fuck you, like, really stirred a fucking pot yes which i guess could be a good thing because it's like at least they're getting the stuff out on the table but i don't feel like these people have the right amount of care to like deal with these big feelings that come up oh there's no aftercare you know that yeah you know that ayala gets you on this fucking show and does a seven part series about how you and your siblings were sexually abused all your life. And then she's just like, well, product, well, that's a wrap. All right, where's my car? And she just leaves. Up. Time to go. And you have to like contend with all the shit that just happened. Yes, all the secrets that come up. I do think she's right that because she's talking about the generational curses, right? Mm-hmm. And Barbara grew up in an abusive household, a married abusive men, showed that to her daughters. Um, I think Cynthia's picker is off, and a lot of that has to do with yes. um Cindy Cynthia is a codependent, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, she has yet to figure out what she, she doesn't focus on herself, she focuses on other people. Her whole life is what other people are doing and what it, it's so she can't even name her own emotions because they're built on like she's taking care of her family all the time. Yes. So that's part of that. Mal, by the way, I didn't realize Mal was the younger sister. I wouldn't have guessed that. 
me either. But and we'll tuck that Julie away. Cynthia has great fucking skin. Cynthia is just very, very beautiful. She <laughs> shows up on. the first day with um a wig and what kind of hat is that? It's like a it's like a flat, but is it called a bolero hat? It might be. The second day, she shows up with this nasty ponytail and that nasty in a good way. Like that ponytail took up the whole fucking room. It's low key. It's a little rude. <laughs> She's like, you feel like you're in my shadow? I don't know why you would feel that way. All she had to do was flick that ponytail in Mal's face. <laughs> One good time. And Mal had on that lightsaber's ass dress. Like, come on. Yeah. But I, I do... Feel like Mal thinks she's in Cynthia's shadow. Cynthia, Cynthia won. What was she? Was it Miss USA or something? I think she was like Miss Alabama or something. Okay, so you're right. It was a state. She won Miss Alabama, and then she like left and went to New yeah. York and had this fabulous life and was always. She was in Jet Magazine and shit. And like at that time, being in Jet Magazine, yeah, like, bitch, you made it. I have a distant cousin that was a Jet Booty of the Week, and it was brought up at the family reunion. Of course. We're going to bring that up at her fucking funeral. Yes. It's my claim to fame. Yeah. We're going to bring it up at your funeral. (laughs) (laughs) And her cousin was one of the Jet Booty of the Week. So that really affected Nadia's life. Yes. So, like, that happened. She's moving and shaking. She's being around famous people. She dated Russell Simmons because Russell Simmons enjoys dating underage models. Yeah. I I wanted to do an episode on Run's house, but I, I we want to talk about Uncle Russ. Uncle Russ. <laughs> so, <laughs> who isn't he like on a an island with no extradition to the United States? Yes, girl. <laughs> That is why you know someone is guilty. Why do you need to go to a country that has no extradition treaty with the United States of America? If you're why innocent? do you have a piece of paper in your pocket with all the countries that don't extradite to U.S.? Right. <laughs> why do you know everything to the letter of the law? Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, he's gross with his daughters. And Aoki when he did that ru- rush me. card. I remember that. Oh, the rush card. Oh... With the baby fat cat on it. With the baby fat cat on it. I think he he dated Kimora when she was a child. Yes. Like I I really think he started dating her when she's like 16. I'm I might be wrong about that, but I think that's when they met. Yeah, I think uh I watched something about Kimora Lee Simmons and Tyra Banks was on it. And she talks about the first time she met Russell and she was like, get away from us, you old freak. Like, why are you talking to me and my friend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guys, Kamora is one of my problematic faves. Um, I just enjoy watching her. I don't think she. <laughs> I don't think she says the right things. I don't. I, I don't think that she she's got the right um, opinions. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think she is magic on camera because she really is like del- she's Mariah Carey delusional in a lot of things. Yes. So she has a little bit fun. more energy. Yeah. Yeah. So like she so Cynthia grew up, she was doing that. She was dating Leon. She was engaged to him. And like Mal's back at home in Alabama. Yeah. And 
of course you felt in Cynthia's shadow. Cynthia right. could take that wig off right now with her bald-headed, undone hair and like fucking her cheekbones would knock you out of the fucking room. Park, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, but there at this point, she's 50, which makes Mal like 48 or so. Mm-hmm. 48 or 49 and I'm like you're just now like coming to terms with this like it's this has been going on for 30 years yeah you're but just now of, yeah I think a lot of families are like that my husband's family is like that where I will be like this fight seems weird like you guys are literally fighting over a piece of American cheese. What's going on? And no, they're fighting over some shit that happened 30 years ago. That's, uh, that's like the time my family fought over Country Time Lemonade. Oh, I actually like that. Was it the pink the, lemonade or the regular? It was the pink. <laughs> and it started because the child said, what's in the lemonade? And then the lex- next thing I know, I was playing outside. Next thing I heard, <laughs> screaming and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. So I you know, like I said, the 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 they describe Mal as selfish, as a gold digger, as wanting to be taken care of. Like she's one of these soft life girlies. Oh my god, with the beige. Yeah. First of all, nobody has a soft life, mama. So cut the crap. Who has a soft life? Life is pain. <laughs> <laughs> People who should have a soft life, they have found a way to make their life hard. Well, it's kind of what we do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's fun to watch them. That's what I, I'm like, go ahead. You know, how they're doing that trend on TikTok. You know, the ancestors, they really just want me to sit the fuck down somewhere. Um, okay. I, I think so. I Maybe. think so. Yes. I know so because <laughs> my ancestors. That I feel that blood coursing through. <laughs> My ancestors are like, listen, bitch, we did a lot of work. And why are you zipping around here and shit? My ancestors are like, girl, if you mess this up, <laughs> I'm coming for you in your sleep. This is all I ever wanted. Why are you being so lazy? See, yes. You got that good government job. You gotta get to work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, are you were tweeting about how. <laughs> every every woman on TikTok is is getting up at five a.m. and working like a fucking marine doing a five to nine. Yes, there's this girl. She's been she wakes up at three thirty in the Why? motherfucking morning. I don't know. She has so much to do, and she's like, she has so much energy. I'm like, so kind of jealous because I've never had that much energy in my life. But I, I kind of wonder if she's maybe psychotic. No, that's not all. She's like. <laughs> She's abusing Adderall. And it's like, how did they trick us to be like, then it's like a mom with four kids. And she's like, well, I got up at 4.30 and I went on the Peloton and I sold my face and then I made lunches and then I went to work. And then I and I was like, what is going on? Dude, that is my life. <laughs> I actually wake up at 4.30 every morning. Oh my God. I, get- I don't do, I don't do a bunch of push-ups and run around like a Marine. <laughs> I am barely fucking awake, but I have to get up at 4 30 in the morning to make my life work. Yeah. I absolutely have to. Yeah. And I would never film it because I wish y'all could see me when I get out this fucking bed. Y'all wouldn't 
These eyelashes are all over my forehead. I look wild. I'm upset. I <laughs> driving like up, a fucking bat out of hell. I wake up one hour before I have to go to work. <laughs> and I roll out of here and I make it on time. And that is it. I work so far away. I have to fix this. I work so far away, but the job is fucking good. That's the yeah. issue. It, like, I believe my ancestors will come back to haunt me if I mm. if I just quit this job for no fucking reason. Yeah. They will be so fucking mad at me. They will be like, oh, we took a lot of beatings for you, bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. Don't we do want you to job. sit down sometime, but please go to work. <laughs> I know. But yes, I think if you are like a young 20-something girl, you don't have kids or anything, I, there's probably not too much reason for you to be getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Well, they work out, then they, they it's it's all in self-care, right? They do their yeah. faith, their, you know, their skin routine, they meditate, they eat a whole wheat breakfast, they walk their little puppies, like... They, you know, reorganize a closet. They're all the shit they're doing in the morning is like, this is self-care for me. I wonder what time they go to bed. Well, the one girl who gets up at 3.30, she's, I always do this. She's asleep now. According <laughs> to her. I go, that girl's asleep and I'm up watching drag race clips. Oh, well. She's yeah. gotta be asleep. What and if, I don't believe, oh, go ahead. What if she's lying? What if when she's filming, you it's not 3.30 morning? I've thought about that. But there's something so neurotic about her. Yeah. If she's faking it, that's maybe worse. <laughs> I just, I, I find like, you know how much people lie on the internet? Like people will do a TikTok about how they found a fucking dog and it's their dog. <laughs> that's the one with the little wiener dog. Remember that? No, I didn't hear about that. She, she did like a series of TikToks about finding this little like, no, it wasn't a wiener dog. Well, maybe the Dodgsons is a wiener dog. A little wiener dog and in the street. And then, then she got took it to the vet and got the found the address of the microchip, went to the house. The man who opened the door was a was a disabled vet. His his wife was dying of cancer, and she said she can keep the dog because she's taking such good care of it. And bitch, she was lying the whole time. My mama always said, stop practicing those lies. You should <laughs> not do that. She, she, that was her dog. She just gotten. And people were commenting like, why do you already have a bed for that dog? Why does that dog just like your other dog? Why, um, why would someone dying of cancer just want to like, like, if she's really dying of cancer, why would he give away her dog? Yeah. She's not yeah. dead. So like, all this and and she was deleting the comments, Love and that. it came out. And I was like, "This, this is a lot. This is a lot, man." So be, I, I, yeah. So it's possible that lady's lying about being at three thirty. Check her clocks next time in the background. Look, look real hard. So do you think she's making that? I don't think you're all drinking those bloom drinks. I think you're throwing them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like you're gonna be shitting all day. Like, why are you drinking all of that? You have so many. I I had to block like a bunch of people. Well, on TikTok, I block people all the time because when you if you go on a blocking spree, they will stop showing you that type of content. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, 
TikTok loves to show me foster and adoptive stories, and I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And so I have to block that. I also block, um, I had to block a bunch of transphobes. Um, yes. That was, it was weird. It was just like one day everybody was saying some real transphobic comments. Um, like people I followed, too, I was like, girl, what are you saying? And so, block, 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 block. So I think like what happened is at some point I got tired of seeing like the aesthetic soft life girlies Mm -hmm. because I don't know if I'd had a hard day that day or what. And I was jealous Mm -hmm. and, you know, stay home girlfriends. And I was like, fuck this. And I blocked a bunch of them. And that's why I'm not getting that content. And and I I think it might've also happened with the five to nine girlies too. I'm not seeing too many of them anymore. Yeah. You know? I do it all the time because I have like a sick fascination where I have to watch it even though I hate it. And then I, I'm like, should I get up at 4.30 in the morning? No, you shouldn't. No. No, you shouldn't. Going to bed. The, the <laughs> only reason I get up at 4.30 in the morning is because if I time shifted at my job. Mm-hmm. So I do that for traffic. I do that so I don't have to talk to people. So because I am at work at 6, between 6 and 6.30, I leave between 2 and 2.30. And when I get there, I get to spend between three and four hours working before anybody else shows up in my office to talk to me. That sounds amazing. And so I get all this shit done. Then when they're just starting to get buck about two o'clock, I'm like, deuces. And I leave. Yeah. No traffic going home. And I hit here just as my kids get home from school. This schedule is perfect. And I've worked this schedule for a long time. And a lot of times I've been like, girl, can you just go to work at nine o'clock in the morning? And (laughs) can you just get up at a regular time? But it just works so perfectly. I'm never at a potluck because I'm not around by the time y'all potlucking. Right? Because y'all want to do that like four o'clock. I'm at home already. I've been home. It's so good. Like my, I feel like, by the time nine o'clock rolls around, my my all my work is done usually. Yeah. It's great. All that right, does so, sound ideal. So one person I know who does not have a five to nine is Mile, because like they said, she's soft lives. All right. No. She wants to be taken care of. Cynthia says she wants to be seen. When she said that, I was like, that's very interesting, Cynthia, because you're the model. You're actually the famous person right now. Mm-hmm. What has Mallory done to make you think, like, I'm sure some petty shit has happened in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, uh, Mal showing up to film when she wasn't invited or trying to, or like, maybe she's chasing the cameras around at these mm-hmm. group parties that they're at, you know? I, I can't imagine Mal doing that. I wonder if she meant more like in real life. Like she wanted to be a wife and like, oh, I'm the wife and I have this fabulous life. Like, that's what I kind of took it as because she's someone that seems to kind of fit. Or maybe she's one of those people that fades to the background, but always is complaining about wanting to be seen. Well, you like you said, Cynthia is the firecracker of the fucking group. Which is tough. It's very tough. Like, we've been talking about how bland and boring Cynthia is. And 
we meet our family we're like oh okay like i imagine christmas is very quiet <laughs> no i think they get in a fight sometimes okay true i think they get in the fights i think peter shows up with his coffee and a business plan and they're like, we don't have any money, Peter. And he's like, all right, see you around. <laughs> I can't believe, can you believe Peter got on another housewife show? He's nothing if not resilient. Nevertheless, he persisted. <laughs> I gotta I can, give him that. I cannot believe that Wendy got into a fight. I mean, that Mia got into a fight with Wendy because she felt like Peter wasn't being respected enough. Mia is also very she's very silly she's very foolish yeah. like the fact that she would even fall for Peter's tactics I don't know I feel like Peter fell for Mia's tactics I feel like this is back when Mia wanted to be like they, they met when Mia wanted to be on shows like this oh that's very true because this is one of her second season or her third season Say that again. Is this our second season or third season? Second season. Yeah, I think that like when she when she was having sex with Peter's girlfriend and then whatever the fuck they were doing, um, I think that was before she got on these shows. Because she's a liar. But if you will confront her about something, she'll admit to it. Okay. So she doesn't hold on to her lies. Instead, what she does is she says is she uh she it's like she's trying to get over on you right so she's like so she's like uh here's a lie and then if you if you see past it she's like ah you got me you got me (laughs) it's funny (laughs) i have never seen a person like that in my life mia is a piece of work i don't i there's no other way to describe her she's a piece of work i don't know Okay, so at the end, they talk to Mallory. They tell they tell Mallory what they think. They mm, they do a personal inventory, which is this is weird, Nadia. They do mm-hmm. a personal inventory for Mal, <laughs> and then tell her what it is. Yes, that's weird, right? That's yes, how- because how can you inventory another person? Yeah, but they do. And here's what everything they say. She's like, uh huh, yep, mm hmm. <laughs> Her daughter is like, I like that I am young and I look young and pretty. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I like about myself. And it's so funny because this is right after she tells Cynthia to stop doing things for them. Yeah. Now you're going to do Mallory's personal inventory. And so, like, they do that. Mal's like, yep, all this sounds about right. And that's pretty much the end of the show. And they tell us that Mal is doing did they say Mal's doing great and she got her divorce I think that's what I saw I think that's what it was because I don't think she's married to that guy anymore no she's not married to him Cynthia is working hard on not on giving the job of being the mother back to her mom and Barbara Queen Barbara you know (laughs) Queen Mother Ayanna loves to like blow smoke up an older lady's ass she loves to be like, you're the queen, this is the king, and these are the princes and princesses, and that's the duke. And it's like, okay. How very <laughs> Mama D of her. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> she said, I love Mama D. I, I love Mama D says. too. 
Uh, Mama D was a pimp. Yeah, uh, Scrappy was crying on that show. I, I I don't still watch those shows. Mm-hmm. What I do is I have there's a bunch of YouTubers that I followed that still watch the shows and they just tell mm-hmm. me what's on them. Scrappy was on that fucking show crying about growing up in a hoe house in a trap house. Yes, it was very sad, very 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 sad. Yeah, and like he's right. He's like he can never go in his bed. They would be doing transactions in there. Yeah, and he was like scared and he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, mother strap walking around the house screaming like it's. It's not funny, but I, as problematic as it is, I still Mama D is so funny. When she said Bambi has hooves, I laughed. <laughs> when she said, when she said that song, when she says and the motherfucking wedges, <laughs> why did she say motherfucking wedges? Because it was the motherfucking wedges. <laughs> what is she so mad about the shoes for? <laughs> what is she mad about? She's in the mother of Hall of Fame of like foolishness with Tokyo. Tokyo Tony's probably the worst mother yeah. there ever was. Um, Mama D's a couple steps above her. <laughs> Mama D's a couple. Mama D ruined Scrappy's life on purpose, though. Yes, she did. She wants the drama and like. If anybody should go no contact, it's Scrappy and Bambi. No contact with Mama D. Yeah, absolutely not. And I don't believe Mama D is sober. I don't believe that. Nobody can do the thing she she does and is sober. Mama D absolutely (laughs) takes break to smoke crack. And I'll I'll go on record as saying that. When they are like filming, she's like, all right, well, I just need a few minutes. And goes and smokes a little crack and comes back. Yes, and one thing about people who are crack, who smoke crack and are crack users, they smoke it for a long time. Yeah, because it's like it's like bursts of highness. Like it's not yes. you, like, like you got to keep smoking it all day. <laughs> yes, you got to keep. So you'll, it. Yes, it's one of those true drugs where somebody will. They she's been smoking crack since nineteen seventy five, and she, she is not slowing down. Well, not to bring it back to Frankie, but like I know so many people like that that are just like, listen, I'm a drug addict going on 40 years. And you're like, yeah. And sometimes they come around and sometimes they're in jail and sometimes they're locked up in county and sometimes they live in a different state and sometimes they live on the street. You really don't know. And it's always some shit, but they always going to show up to fucking Mother's Day brunch. They always are. That's why it was so crazy when Frankie died because Mm -hmm. like, those they don't die like they live them on a bicycle like they're always weaving in and out of traffic yeah my aunt was like that the uh one of my aunts that recently died was like that like she'd been on drugs for so long she had abandoned her children in her house one time she like stole a bunch of stuff a bunch of other times but guess what she would show up to every fourth of july barbecue and we just be like well it is what it is. And like, she's been on drugs since I was a child. I will be 43 this year. And she, when she died, I was, my mom called me and was telling me she had died. I started screaming into the phone, not like crying, screaming, but like I started talking to her, but I was talking so loud. I was screaming. Yes. And I was just like, what, what, what? And my husband was like, what is going on? And I was like, and June died. And I was like, that's not even fucking possible. Right. Like, she she was half living on the streets, a drug addict. And I was just like, she will just do this 
I'll be dead before she will. Right. She'll outlive us all. She'll outlive us all. She'll be at our funerals giving speeches about how our cousins used to be a jet model uh, beauty of the week. She will be doing that because and and I just know so many people like that. And so, yeah, when and I found out Frankie died because Kara texted me. And because I just had a busy I was not on the Internet at all. I wasn't Mm -hmm. around my phone. I finally get my phone. Kara's like, did you know Frankie died? And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) You're not talking about Keisha Cole, mama. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I don't think yes. excuse you. <laughs> no. And it's just, I, I feel like Mama D's in that thing. She's going to be doing the same thing forever. Although Ma- Mama D looks good. Well, that's the thing too. You will see like a black woman in her, or a black person even, in their like mid fifties. And I'll be like, and they look great. And they're like, I was on drugs for 30 years like, <laughs> what you don't have one wrinkle like you may notice there's some teeth issues yeah obviously. but if they don't smile and you just you're like you look fantastic that's that's pure fucking genetics okay <laughs> yes. but i find ali wong says this about asian women she said that asian women never age until they turn about 70 years old and then they age all at once at the same time like <laughs> in 10 minutes Yes. And I find this around black people too. They don't age, they don't age, they don't age. And then you look up one day and you're like, damn, you got old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. And yes. at one, some point we're going to get that with Mama D. But for now, I like Mama D's, I got to have you back to talk about um, uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mama oh. D, Jocelyn, even Stevie, Stevie, even Stevie, like these Oh, fucking, what is her name? God, Mimi. Like, oh, Mimi in the shower curtain. These large shower rod. She's on the shower, shower rod. rod. And then Erica's like, that scene, that meme where Erica's like, talk to your friend because I'm going to hurt her feelings. Is that's where she and Ariane are <laughs> watching the <laughs> sex tape. And Mimi is, and um, Erica's like, this is not a sex tape. There are angles. There are. This is not a sex tape. They're leaving rooms and going to new <laughs> locations. That I see a producer in the background. This is not a sex tape. The shit's in different areas. They're yeah. so upset. There oh are God. like two or three camera angles. There is no way. You, what did y'all get up and move the camera? There's no fucking way. Mimi, there needs. There's something going on in that brain. Mimi, Mimi's been doing a lot for a while. So when Mimi admits that that sex tape was not a sex tape. When Mimi admits that the first two seasons of us watching Jocelyn take her man, she knew Jocelyn because she, Stevie and Jocelyn, had a threesome. That's how it started. Of course they did. What does the fact that Stevie J has managed to weasel himself into Faith Evans' bed? Is there no? But here's the thing I think Faith Evans is a bird. Yeah, she's silly too. Like she's, I, she's a bird. And yeah. <laughs> just because I think what happened, she got the Jackie Kennedy Onassis edit in life. <laughs> and what happened is you were connected to a young, promising person mm-hmm. who died young. Yes. And you were the widow. And now everyone has to like kind of like, you know, you, you know, defer to you. But I think Faith Evans is a bird. Faith Evans tells a story about her first baby daddy was like 15 years old. She had no idea. He was managing her career. 
she thought he was a grown man and found out he was 15. After. Are you after. serious? Yeah. She should never tell that story ever again, but she told it to her behind the music. She should take that. She should have taken that to her grave. She should have taken that to her grave. To this day, she should be like, I don't know how old he is. That's what you should have fucking said. She should have said who? <laughs> I mean, she got up on the radio. Biggie's been dead for I don't know how long. And said she ate his ass. So she, oh she'll say anything. Girl. <laughs> if that was not... The in, if his ass did not look like the inside of a dustpan at a at a Chili's, <laughs> I bet it had. I I cannot. I cannot. Why? Very Faith. unserious people. Unserious people. But love, um, love and hip hop Atlanta is full of these big personalities. These huge. Remember when Scrappy and Stevie met in the back alley to fight? Oh, that was so fun. It was so fun. And it, it and like I have to have you back to talk about it because those characters. I mean, it's the only one of the shows still limping along, right? I think they're still New York and LA. I, I haven't seen them because I think Ray J dyed his hair blonde and ran around with Kanye for a while. Well, they're still I know that they're still doing the Erica Mena Safari thing. So maybe that's like, there's like Love and Hip Hop family reunion. I don't know if people are still keeping up with Tara, Amina, and Peter Guns, but. Tara, Amina, we gotta do a New York episode. Tara and Amina, and Amina with that lisp because she's from Germany. Yes, I'm Mrs. Panky. (laughs) (laughs) And she shows us the tattoo. And I'm like, Tara already knew. Because. Oh, she oh she threw the she threw the marriage papers down at Tara. That's what happened. And Tara commences the whooping that ass around tat tat tatting. Yes. <laughs> and Tara always tries to talk like she's in like she's in HR. Like yeah. she's like, I told Peter that he cannot come to the house. Da, 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 da. It's like yeah, and she's lying because fancy. she like she's a bird too, and yeah. she just has a bigger vocabulary. Yes. Who is Peter Guns in this world? Who is Andrew Maloof in this world? Like, wh- he, like, why are you with him? He didn't even make any money from the the hit because they sampled that fucking song. Oh my! Do you know God. his one hit? He what is it? Uptown dollar baby? off of that. They, what? They didn't clear the sample. Also, oh, he's an idiot. Okay, he's an idiot. That was a huge song. <laughs> And they never cleared the sample, so even if you play that song right now, somebody else gets the money for it. This is why, as a woman, you've really got to be on your P's and Q's. It's a it's a good reminder to me, as I'm about to hit 30 in a couple months, mm-hmm. I got to keep it, I have to keep it together. I can't end up like that. Well, <laughs> if you're about to hit 30 in a couple of months, you are just the age for Mile to come and marry you. <laughs> I... I'm sorry, Mal, Mal, you can't come in my house. You can't come into bed with me. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. So, okay, Nadia, you're not, you're, you're not doing a five to nine. You're not interested in Mal. You're trying to keep this government job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question. Do you think Ayanla fixed anybody's life in this uh, show today? 
Um, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I would like to quote my father on this show. Mm-hmm. He said, Ayana, Ayana can fix your life. Spoiler alert. She can't. So, um, no. <laughs> I, I think the only reason that we don't, that, that we didn't hear, like almost always, like Katrina Braxton one, almost always the shit keeps blowing up. Right. The reason we didn't hear anything is because there wasn't really a problem in the first place. Right. Except for that she was getting divorced. Yes. All she needed to do was like get a divorce. Yeah. Just like stop texting him, baby. He's not going to text back. She needed to go on like a vacation or something. Like that. Stella got a group back vacation. Mal yes. and Jamaica. No, she's going to meet up with Peter. Um, Go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, you can't marry the 21 year old surf instructor that you meet. That's true. Angela That's true. Bassett. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, bring him back home. He's playing that video games with your fucking twelve-year-old. When they ended up together in the movie, I was like, "This is so stupid. This is fake. <laughs> this is you un- are a grown lady with braids. Get <laughs> this man out of your house." Oh, uh, is was there Regina King in that one too? Yeah, she was her sister who who drove an ambulance. I <laughs> that's right. She was showing the ambulance, <laughs> like the cookouts and shit. <laughs> like, should you take yeah. that back? <laughs> if if a black movie moment happened, Regina King was somewhere around there. Yes. Yeah. So I think that I will. So I've been keeping count. I think that we're gonna go one in five, and I'm gonna give this to you, Ayala. Because it was already in a bag for you. But I'm going to let you have it because you yeah. lost every. We'll do. She's saved one. She's fixed one life. Yeah. Well, these are probably maybe the least fucked up people that have been on the show. That's so, true. like, all things considered. Although, when I was trying to Google what Chris Massey looked like to see if he was actually gorgeous, he was not. Um, I found I that straight from the A had started like a rumor oh, that Massey. That Mal, that Chris had dated Mal's daughter before her. No. Her, her daughter was 11 <laughs> when they got together. <laughs> and Mal was on her way back from France and had to send a letter to straight from the A. And they 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 published her whole email and everything that was like, I find this deplorable. Thank you for doing this retraction. And at the end, straight from the A was like, well, guess that rumor was not true. Mm. Wonder where it came from. So I clicked the link. It came from you. You said it. <laughs> when I think of straight from the A, I always think about the only thing I like really know is when the, the lady who did that and fucking Dineva had a falling out mm-hmm. and fucking Dineva said her pussy stinks. <laughs> That's the only thing. Didn't she like rent him her house? Yes. He, and she said the washing machine smelled. He said the washing machine smelled bad. <laughs> he like, he didn't pay the rent. This is back like when he was using drugs too when he talked about it. Um and he did she did a she did a vlog of going in the house after he had left it and it was like <laughs> trash. <laughs> like, uh, but that's another person I feel like funky. <laughs> funky. Look, I enjoyed a funky funky Dineva video once or twice in my life. I've. I've watched many of his videos, but he doesn't do reality TV anymore. 
now he just kind of like gets on the internet and says shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, what he's you on that now? um show with Claudia Jordan that's very and and um Al Reynolds. Yeah. Foxhole, which is like, why would these three people have an opinion on anything? Has Al Reynolds came out yet? As far as I'm concerned, yes. I think he's still pretending to be straight. I mean, for who? I don't know. I don't know. I cannot believe Star Jones, noted legal scholar, got married to that man had everything down to her garter sponsored, okay? And then broke up almost immediately. And everybody was like, that is a gay man. That was sad. And once again, you've got to keep it together as a woman. You get to a certain age and like, I'm going to get married and have a, I'm going to be a princess. Mm. It's very Lisa Ray McCoy. And then oh my you God. end up being professional so light-skinned woman. She is. <laughs> And now it's one thing to be foolish when you're 21, 22, 23, 24. You're a woman in your 50s. Yeah. You have, yeah. you, uh-uh, I, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> I, the first lady of the Bahamas. Like, yeah. I, Roxy broke up her marriage and so did Dwayne Martin. <laughs> to do, to blame Dwayne Martin for messing up your marriage. He messed up his own too, didn't he? I, Dwayne Martin. Who wants Dwayne Martin? I don't. There's somebody who wants Dwayne Martin. You know what? People are in the DMs of the husbands on Married to Medicine. They are in oh. Curtis's DMs. That's low, Mama. It is. <laughs> so I'm saying they gonna fuck Dwayne Martin. People like even Juan. I I don't know what it is. Juan has gotten real ugly to me. Okay. I think it's me too. He's like, um, he's really like a nasty, he's a nasty little man. Like I yeah. don't like him anymore. The way like, like Robin's on my fucking nerves, obviously. Um, but the way he talks to Robin and about Robin. Yes. I have been talking about this for a while when she was depressed during a pandemic and he goes in there to wake her up. So she can go wake up the boys. Bitch mm-hmm. you up. Why didn't you go wake him up? literally i was literally thinking that because i was like if we like if this was my parents we would have gotten in trouble for not getting up like my dad yeah. would have gone in there and been like you need to get up and get the kids up my dad would have been like your mama's tired you need to get up yeah <laughs> in my house when i wake up in the morning at 4 30 in the morning my husband has just gotten home it's been home for a few hours i wake up to bacon and eggs and he is running around here getting these kids ready i don't get kids ready in the morning I walk through the house. They wave at me. Daddy's got that. Can you imagine? He woke me up and was like, "You gonna wake them kids up, girl? Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, she got them breakfast." Yeah, she ordered Chick Fil A. He's so fucking rude. And when he answered that phone and was like, "What, Robin?" I was like, "Damn, man, why'd you even answer?" Well, remember when he like rolled up the window on her? I said, Robin, you let him roll up the window on you? I just, like, he's gotten real ugly to me, okay? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know why, but, like, just his face. He got the same fucking face he had when he started. I thought he was just a really nice-looking guy. I mean, nothing to get wild about, but I was like, oh, he's good-looking. And mm-hmm. now, same face, 
it looks bad to me yeah, but and, yeah i just really feel like like these men you know what i mean like i <sighs> how dare they how dare they how and mother I that, and i don't care that robin lost the money it was it was your responsibility too it so happened like, so long ago she probably made back that fucking money yes he wasn't in the nba that long no and he's playing for the washington wizards and now he's about to lose his good job working at coppin state university because he couldn't protect the the children that he was in charge of that you know what what they said happened with rob with juan is so fucking it sounds so fucking true nadia yes it it sounds like him being like all right oh he catfished you and made you send naked pictures and stuff and He's been chasing you. Man, he's crazy. All right, so um, get back to practice. That sounds like Juan. Yes. And we should have known something was wrong with the two of them anyway when they named both their kids after Jay-Z. Both their kids are named after Jay-Z. That made me scream because that is so ghetto. Like that, I was like, I cannot believe they did that. And I can say that because my cousin's middle name is the name of T.I.'s son. <laughs> is it and King, my other Messiah? Yes. Which one? King. And I also have a cousin named after the game. JCR? Yes. Why did I know that was his fucking name? Yes. And his and the mother of this this the woman that is the mother, she's mm-hmm. like in her 40s. So I don't know what she was thinking. She was he did she just like the name JCR or she named this child after the game? That what it was after that. Um, the game is a sexual predator. Yes. Yes. What? Why did you just name the kid R. Kelly? What's wrong with you? When I say people are unserious, I am, I know it. (laughs) I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, that's what we should have known. I just like, what did Jay-Z do for you? Like, why would you name two children after a rapper you don't know? Two. Oh, silly. When I saw that, I said, oh, they're from Baltimore for real. Why would they do that? I don't know. All right. We're just talking now. Yes. (laughs) Nadia, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, princess. Where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter. Um, love underscore Jones 90 or TikTok um, IRL internet girl. Okay. Are you making TikToks? I am. What are you making TikToks about? I am showing off my outfits and my makeup. Okay. I'm going to find you on TikTok. And those and things of that nature. I'm you can see me. You can you. see me in these streets, you know, say hi. Are you going to post your five to nine or not? <laughs> no. I so, tried to make one of those videos where I did my after work thing. Yeah. And I was like, I look so miserable and angry. <laughs> I was frowning. I was washing those dishes and chopping stuff up. I said, Nadia, you look so pissed. This is why I can't make TikToks because my face, first of all, I don't want to be on camera, but my face is so mean when I'm just like fine. Yes. People always, people, I've noticed in customer service situations, I'll just be quietly waiting on a line and people will be like, ma'am, ma'am, we're going to get to you. It's going to be okay. I'm like, what? 
Why are you saying that to me? Because I look mad. <laughs> me too. People are like, I'm so sorry I made you wait. I'm like, I'm not going to get you. Yeah, I was like, I didn't. It wasn't a long wait. <laughs> what are you, what's wrong? And they're like, okay, okay, ma'am, please don't call corporate. <laughs> like, what? Don't beat me up. <laughs> I know my face isn't going to cooperate. I know my children are going to show up and all of them. I know I'm boring, but I was going to say people, some people are saying they're doing their five to nine, but they mean 5 PM to 9 PM. And they'll yeah. be like, this is what I do when I get home from work. I take off my shoes. <laughs> I tried so hard. I said, I'm going to make a cute video like the girls. And I said, Nadia, I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, this is not cute. Okay, okay. So we're not going to get that content, but we're going to no. get cute outfits and cute outfits your... and makeup and my thoughts on things like while I do my makeup. I talked about uh, a book I read or listen okay. to an audiobook. So, all right. What is it again? <laughs> IRL Internet Girl. Okay. I'm about, I am literally about to follow you as soon as we get off this Yay. because I'm ready for it. And then when once you master posting your five to nine, I want to be the first person to like it. Yes. Well, see, when you know if the people start calling target and they want a deal i will be making that content so <laughs> i will sell out for the right price all right <laughs> thank you for coming i'm definitely like i've decided that i need to talk about love and hip-hop new york then yes. atlanta then yes. hollywood then miami i need to talk about that episode where sweetie got her freedom papers where uh Nina yelled to freedom and said sweetie free. I need to talk about. I need to do a bunch of black movies. You got to come back. <laughs> yes, yes, anytime. Thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. All right.